the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Abraham Lincoln warned that the philosophy of the schoolroom in one generation will be the philosophy of government in the next. Would you like to know what's being taught in today's classrooms? Welcome to Say What? with attorney Mark Schneider and Pastor George Roska Jr. They'll explore the issues facing children, parents, and society as a result of the public schools and the forces behind them. Say What? is the radio program of Protect Our Kids, which seeks to inform and equip concerned citizens about the looming crisis in American education. So listen in as your hosts, Mark Schneider and George Roska Jr., unpack the issues and organizations affecting our children. And now here's your hosts, Mark Schneider and George Roska Jr. Hello everyone, I'm George Roska. And I'm Mark Schneider. And we want to welcome you to today's episode 59 of Say What, where we talk about the threats to our children in the public school system. You know, except for today, we're going to take a break with precedent, aren't we, Mark? That's right, George. You know, given its importance, uh, not to children necessarily in the public schools, although it certainly does affect them indirectly, but to children, period, we felt we needed to raise awareness around this topic, which is the imminent uh, potential overthrow of Roe v. Wade. And you know, Mark, uh, to a certain degree, I do think that there is a nexus between the topic of abortion and public schools. And, and here's why. Because Planned Parenthood, who is the largest abortion provider in the United States, is actually one of the largest curricula providers of comprehensive sexuality education curricula. That's right. The public's really not aware of that fact. And in California, we also have in our ed code um, the California Confidentiality Medical Act, right. which allows any student 12 years and over to go and get me- medical services confidentially without the consent of their parents or knowledge. And that could include an abortion. Absolutely could. And of course, uh, George, uh, since 1973, when Roe v. Wade was first passed, Almost 70 million children have been lost to abortion in the United States of America. So that is 70 million children that have not come through the public school system because their lives were cut short and they weren't able to. But we have some promise now that that may change, at least in some respect. So we thought it was important to talk about this topic today. And we should probably offer some background. Um, Why are we talking about this? Well, as many of our listeners have probably heard, a draft opinion that was actually um, written on February the 10th by Samuel Alito, um, who ostensibly was given the uh, rights to write the majority opinion in the case of Dobbs versus the Jackson Women's Health Organization out of Mississippi. So this was a case where they were trying to uh, limit uh, the ability to give abortion in Mississippi, and the Jackson Women's Health Center fought against that, and it ended up in, in the Supreme Court. 
Well, um, the opinion uh, really just overturns Roe Ro v. Wade in its entirety. And uh, according to the opinion, it's a 5-4 majority opinion right now. The only one who's still on the fence is John Roberts. Uh, he's an ostensible conservative. He hasn't committed yet. We'll see what happens. And it's the majority opinion only. Uh, there were no dissents that were mentioned in this. But what's really key is, uh, well, number one, John Roberts, who's the chief justice, he did say this was this was this was the uh, the majority opinion. It was authentic, so it wasn't a fake. But what's important to understand, it's not final. So yeah. this was an early draft. It was a first draft, and um, undoubtedly. There have been other drafts that have been circulated. The justices are still working on this. Um, we don't know what the, the final decision is going to be, if it even is to overturn Roe. But it looks, George, very promising. Yeah, and it's crazy that this is the first time in history that there's been a leak like this from the Supreme Court? Yeah, I mean, there have been leaks before um, by certain things in the court, you know, maybe um, sentences out of decisions have been leaked before, but never has an entire majority opinion been leaked the first time in history. Say what? Which tells you something about the state of our nation. Yeah. Look what's happening now uh, to our country. Never before in history have we had to put a fence around the Supreme Court. Mm-hmm. To my knowledge, George, not even during the Civil War was that required. And yet here we are in 2022 with just an opinion being circulated and their lives are being threatened. Moreover, um, lists were given out of the addresses of their homes and protesters are now storming. Um, to intimidate the justices to hopefully turn around the opinion uh, before the final is actually released. And this is um, um, against federal law. In fact, uh, there's Title 18 of U.S. Code 1507 that makes it a misdemeanor for protesters to try and intimidate justices by protesting in front of their homes. But to my knowledge, this this law is not being enforced yet. So we're living in a very interesting time. And just to give our listeners some background about Roe v. Wade itself, um, again, this was decided way back in 1973, so it's quite a long time ago. It was a 7-2 decision, and uh, Justice Harry Blackman wrote the majority opinion. Now, prior to Roe, Abortion was decided by the states. And if it's to be overturned, that, that's what's going to happen. Again, we'll talk about that a little bit later. But Roe set out this framework to allow states to pass abortion laws. And basically what it says was before viability, this is a new legal concept that uh, Roe instituted, which was before the end of the first trimester, States were prohibited from regulating abortion. You couldn't do anything about it. You know, so if a fetus is considered non-viable, no state can pass a law burdening uh, the right to abortion. In the second trimester, states can regulate if reasonably related to the health of the woman. In the third trimester, now states can actually prohibit abortions but only if it's necessary to save the life or health of the mother. So that was Roe v. Wade. That was 1973. 
Now, it was hoped in a case that was brought to the Supreme Court uh, called Planned Parenthood versus Casey that that would be a chance for the Supreme Court, a reconstituted court, to overturn Roe. But as we know, George, that's not what happened. In fact, they doubled down on Roe. And this is 1992. And this was a case uh, challenging Pennsylvania's 24-hour waiting period and some other provisions to make uh, abortion more difficult. And the court basically ruled that no state can put what they call an undue burden on the right to choose prior to viability. Probably. That that mm-hmm. was uh, that was Planned Parenthood versus Casey. So now we have this draft opinion that has been released, and uh, I have read it. Um, I think it is incredibly trenchant, and we thought it would be a good idea just to give our listeners sort of a preview. Uh, if this does turn out to be um, the opinion, what their justification is for overthrowing the case. All right. So this whole viability thing is being um, addressed in this new opinion? Yeah, it is. In fact, um, uh, Lawrence Tribe, who um, is a constitutional scholar at Harvard Law School, And he's a known man of the left. Even he uh, had problems with this notion of viability uh, way back when Roe was first um, released. And he said, this is a completely subjective idea. What's magical about viability where the court should give certain constraints to states um, after viability? Why should the court be concerned about why shouldn't the court be concerned about non-viable mm. unborn children? So uh, questions have been raised about Roe, you know, for many, many years now. And the Alito court um, is saying that abortion is nowhere named as a fundamental right in the Constitution. You won't find anything mentioned about abortion in the Constitution or the Bill of Rights. Mm-hmm. It's completely silent on this topic. But Roe found abortion to be a fundamental right under this doctrine known as substantive due process under the 14th Amendment. The substantive due process clause basically stands for the proposition that some things are so fundamental to liberty interest Mm -hmm. that even though they're not mentioned in the Constitution, everybody understands them to be fundamental rights. Marriage is one of those ideas. You won't find marriage in the Constitution, but there have been cases that have said there's no question that marriage is a fundamental right. So in Roe, the justices twisted and turned uh, other court cases and the Constitution to find the right to kill an unborn child under the substantive due process clause, which... um, Uh, Justice Alito said, cannot really be found. In fact, there's a famous case, Glucksburg versus Washington, that says the test for substantive due process is that the right has to be deeply rooted in American history and tradition. Now, arguably, uh, since 1973, you could make the argument that abortion is now rooted in American recent history anyway. Yeah. But when it was decided, George. It was not. 
It was not, mm. and arguably is still not. It has been the most um, uh, debated case in American history. So there is no long-term history or tradition around it. And for that reason, it doesn't stand scrutiny under substantive due process. Um, but there were other um, reasons that um, uh, Roe purported to find this right, uh, namely under the right of privacy. And that goes back to some other cases. But again, privacy is an interest that really relates to anybody's understanding about keeping your private matters concealed, your papers and effects and financial matters. It really strains credulity to find the right to kill an unborn child under a right to privacy. So Justice Alito poked holes in this theory as well. And then finally, um, in the Dobbs case, they were arguing that, well, you can't overturn Roe because it's precedent. (laughs) And we have this legal uh, doctrine called stare decisis, which means we have to honor prior court opinions of the court. But the truth, George, is that at least twice a year, the Supreme Court overturns old cases for new knowledge and new opinions, including some very famous cases. Um, the most famous one being Plessy versus Ferguson, which was the case in 1896, which is infamous for the separate but equal decision. Blacks, yeah. <laughs> blacks and whites should be separate, even though they're, they're both equal. And that was overturned in 1954 by the Brown versus Board of Education case. Mm-hmm. Um, so, uh, you know, it's been 49 years since Roe, and when Brown vers- uh, overturned Plessy, that was 58 years later. So there's certainly precedent for overturning bad decisions. So we'll see what happens. You know, I, we expect this uh, the, the final decision to come out probably in June. It could be July. But then the question is, what happens if and when it's overturned? Well, as we've already mentioned, it would go back to the states. And there are 23 states currently that um, are banning abortion, and 13 of which have what are called trigger laws that are set. These are already laws on the books Mm -hmm. that if Roe is overturned, abortion will be automatically uh, precluded in in those states, which is really good news. So. 23 plus 13, that's 30. 23 total, 13 oh, of 13 which. 13 of which, yes, okay. That, that, that's correct. Okay. Uh, that's my understanding. There may be more. And, of course, the landscape is going to change dramatically uh, once Roe is overturned. Um, California, George, is not going to be one of those states. That's right. Uh, and this is, this is quite chilling. And uh, this is one of the reasons we wanted to review this case, because there is a law now, uh, as you know, that is working its way through the committee process in the state legislature. And it is it's a bill that would legalize infanticide. Yeah, it's Assembly Bill 2223. And this is just part and parcel of uh, California legislatures and unfortunately, George, even our governor who want to make abortion in California. They want to make California a sanctuary abortion state. So if you're from another state, whether it be Texas or Florida or Kansas or Arkansas that doesn't allow abortion, 
our state legislatures and governors saying, come to California, we're going to help you out. But the really chilling thing about 2223 is that it affects not only children in the womb, it affects children who are born. And Mark, can we help people understand, because it doesn't say anywhere kids who are born, but there is a word, and this is the key word that's being used in the law as drafted today. Yeah, th- this is this is very um, cagely crafted yes. um, for a reason. Uh, they know that if they come out and just plainly state what their ambition is going to be, there would be hopefully such an uprising that they would not have a chance of passing such evil legislation. So they're using very technical terms that they're not defining, that can be defined later to allow people to do the worst thing possible. And I think it's also uh, good for people to understand, George, some of the preliminary um, uh, wording of this bill that is giving the legislatures what they view as justification for passing a law like this. In fact, um, in in Section A, it talks about reproductive justice. Here's what it says. Reproductive justice is a framework created by black women in 1994 to address the intersectional and multifaceted issues that women of color and their families face in society. This is very ironic language because the black community has suffered more from abortion than any other ethnic group in the country. The the black community has been decimated by abortion in this country. And to use this kind of language to somehow justify even more abortion, to me, is is criminal, George. But the language goes on to say, reproductive justice is the human right to control our bodies, sexuality, gender, work, and reproduction. So they kind of threw in the kitchen sink. And then finally, people also need to end pregnancies by abortion, including, get this, self-managed abortion. Say what? Which means ending one's own pregnancy outside the medical system. So you're talking about a a woman who just decides I need to do this. I don't want to go to a doctor. I don't want to go to a hospital. I maybe have a friend who can help me. We're just going to get this done. Now here's the really scary language. Notwithstanding any other law, a person shall not be subject to civil or criminal liability or penalty or otherwise deprived of their rights under this article based on their actions or omissions with respect to their pregnancy or actual potential or alleged pregnancy outcome, including miscarriage, stillbirth or abortion or perinatal death due to a pregnancy related Clause, cause. What is perinatal death? That's the first time I've heard of it. Well, it's undefined in this law, but perinatal refers to the time immediately preceding birth and immediately after birth. Mm. Usually in definitions, up to one month after birth. 
So what this law is saying that if a woman decides she's delivered a baby and she doesn't want it, she can take the life of her born child with the assistance of someone else and not face any legal consequence whatsoever. Wow. Now let that sink in, listeners, for for a while. Let that sink in. This is absolutely chilling. To think that a bill legalizing infanticide has actually been proposed in any jurisdiction in the United States of America itself is chilling. That is actually now working through the state legislative committee And if things don't change, we'll go to the legislative floor for a vote is a moral scandal. And the time to speak up about this is now. This is being debated as we speak. I agree, Mark, Uh, especially to pastors. uh, We really want to encourage you to inform uh, the parents in your congregation, the constituents in your congregation. Um, I know that we like to hide behind, we're not political statements and things like that, but we have to be biblical. And when, um, actually, I heard Pastor Jack Hibbs speak for the first time on this topic, um, and he's been taking the same approach of speaking to pastors and telling them, look, you probably haven't been ever to, um, you know, to a rally or a protest on the state capitol, you know, steps. Um, but if there is ever a time to do it, it is now. So I highly encourage pastors to continue uh, keeping a close watch on this and whenever the next call to rally in Sacramento will be. That's right. Um, in fact, there's a June 22nd March for Life in Sacramento that our listeners should be aware of, and they're welcome to attend that event. But you can't wait till June 22nd to make your voice heard to our state legislatures. Um, there are, all you have to do is Google AB2223, and you will find lots of ways to be able to contact whoever your local representative is. Write a letter. Get on the phone. Tell your friends about this. Uh, make this known to everybody you know that has a conscience and is going to be willing to step out and hopefully put a stop to this. And that's what it's going to take. It's going to take a massive response uh, by the public in California to stop this bill. I agree, Mark. And the other thing to really note is that if a law like this passes in California, it's going to then get copied and pasted into New York, New Jersey, New Hampshire, Vermont. The coastal the, states. The, all the coastal states, Oregon, Washington, uh, Colorado. They will quickly adopt something like this, and it's just going to be absolutely atrocious for for babies. I remember, George, almost 30 years ago, a Australian bioethicist named Peter Singer, who mm. is a teacher, a professor at Princeton University, was making this argument that human beings don't have any more rights than a chimpanzee and that parents should be able to kill their born children up to 28 days after birth. Now we are legislating this in the state of California. Well, Mark, you always said, and you know, Lincoln's famous quote, right? Uh, whatever's in the, taught in the classroom, the next generation will be, you know, in politics and in our laws. So uh, parents, uh, pastors, concerned citizens, we highly encourage you uh, to please uh, reach out to the state, let them know that you are against this. Um, but, you know, 
if you want more information, uh, we definitely uh, have a lot more information on how all of this stuff affects your uh, your child's education in the public school system. Please go to our website at protectourkidsnow.org. Um, if uh, the Lord puts it on your heart to support our ministry, uh, there is a donate button there as well. Uh, we have a new button also for inviting a speaker. If you want Mark or myself to come and to speak at your church, your parent group, uh, or another organization, we would gladly uh, come in. We have also brochures that you can download. We have videos on our YouTube channel that you could share easily on social media. Uh, So please, parents, do whatever you can to spread this message. And for those who are listening on the radio, um, these radio programs are also turned into a podcast, and you can find those on Spotify, Apple. You can go to our website and find them. We really do encourage you to get the word out, uh, help others to listen to these, these, these messages. Until next time, thank you very much. You've been listening to Say What? The radio ministry of Protect Our Kids, where they seek to inform and equip concerned citizens about the crisis in American public education and the forces working against our children. Join us at this same time every Saturday as attorney Mark Schneider and Pastor George Roska Jr. unpack the issues so that we can better safeguard our nation's children. For more information about this program or Protect Our Kids, email the show at info at protectourkidsnow.org. That's info at protectourkidsnow.org. And join Mark and George right here next week at this same time for another episode of Say What? Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal record to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.